All right, so thank you for accepting the challenge of the night. Um, next challenge, I have some statistics here and I want you guys to help me out. I wanna see if you guys, I just did all this research yesterday and I got off the internet so I know it's true. Okay, so. When, okay, and the other thing is, you're gonna raise your hand, and then if I call on you, then you have the chance to answer, answer the thing, okay? All right, so 60, 70% of adults use what? Wait, how much? 70% of adults. No. <laughs> yes. Social media, that's correct. 70% of adults Use social media. All right. 80, okay, here's the next one. 81% of teens use what? Close? Close? Close. I'll give it to you. It's social media. Snapchat included. You ready? Yes. Okay. Okay, ready? Ready? Now I'm gonna give you guys some, num some more numbers. Two and a half hours on average is spent on? Social media. <laughs> okay, you guys ready for the next one? I don't think so, because you guys aren't quiet. Okay. Um, what? What is something that our brain releases whenever we go on social media and receive a like? Now this one's a tricky one. It's a chemical that our brain releases. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, this one is gonna be a little more, a little more easy because we've been talking about it. What? <laughs> okay, ready? A lot of anxiety, sleeping disorders, and depression are linked to? <laughs> Good job. Okay, now this is a little more serious. Um, I'm just gonna give you guys this one. <laughs> okay, America is number one in the world for a lot of things. A lot of things, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things, but this one really breaks my heart. We are number one in the world for suicide. We're number one in the world for use of antidepressants. Um, these are just a couple of them. Um, we are very high on the list. We're not number one, but we're very high on the list for substance abuse. I think we're third, right below China. Um, okay, here's some more percentages for you guys. 44% of college students suffer from... Yeah, you got it. Okay. Okay, this one... 20% of high school students suffer from? Wait, did I already call on you? Okay, um, I didn't call on you yet, right? No, but I'll give it to you. It's anxiety. Um, pretty 
high numbers, right? And I'm not blaming it all on social media, but there's a high, high percentage that's linked to social media. Um, it really sucks, right, to hear these numbers. And it's like, it's honestly, it gets you a little bit down. It gets me down because I'm like, this is our generation. Like, there's a lot of things being spoken about our generation, whether that's like, we're immoral, we're addicted to our phones, maybe. What else? What else have you guys heard about our generation? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, there's going to be more. What are some other things? Ian. What? Yeah. Oh, careful. One more. Charlie. What are some of the things that you've heard about, like, from maybe an older generation that's been spoken about your generation? Okay. I haven't. Okay. Tell me one more. What's one thing that you've heard about our generation? Okay. These are some pretty negative things, right? How does that make you guys feel? Angry, yes. Sad, me too. Because you want to know something? You want to know what God says about us? He says the exact opposite. I was praying for you guys today, and I was like, Isaac, be reading my notes, but he wasn't. Because <laughs> something that he said when he was praying up here was world changers. And that's the word I got for you guys, specifically for this group. I was praying, and I asked God, like, what do you want to say about these guys? What do you want to say to them? Because we have the whole world telling, telling us that we're a world or a generation of, like, being sexually immoral, being addicted to our phones, being just so obsessed with social media. And God wants to tell you guys that you guys are a generation of world changers, okay? Can I get an amen? <laughs> um, like, today, it's so hard. Like, I can't imagine being in high school right now. Like, praise the Lord I'm out of high school. Praise the Lord I'm graduated. Hey, that view high. But anyways, you guys are awesome because you have a chance to change things. Like, like a lot of generations, older generations look down on us and maybe they say like, oh, generation X or whatever. Like, they suck. And like, because they're just, you know, but you know, we don't suck. <laughs> maybe some of the things we do suck, but like every generation has their problems. And this is our problem because it's part of our, our culture. Social media is such a big part of our culture. And I don't want you guys to leave here thinking that social media is like the devil, because it's not, because it's so part of our culture that we have a chance to use it. We have a, we have a platform to share the love of Jesus. We have a chance, we have a platform to be a light. Okay? Let's see here. I wanna share, I wanted to share a little bit of my testimony with you guys, how I met the Lord. So after I graduated high, actually no, one more question for a chance of candy. I want um, just a short, okay, I'm gonna give two chances actually. <laughs> I want a short little summary of what you think like the American dream is. Uh, you. Farmland. Farmland. Okay, 
Okay. Um, hmm. You in the back. <laughs> Sorry, girl. What do you think the American dream is? Freedom. I love that. Okay, one more chance. I'm going to go with this little cutie in the front. A white picket fence. Yes, amen. Luke, I feel like you have a good answer. Okay, a good job. Lots of money. Okay, I like that answer, but I'm talking about like <laughs> Isaac. What? Total security. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a really good that is a really good summary. Because in that I could say Okay, ready? Okay, because in that in saying like like total security, I could say like I got total security in my nice house, in my money, in my good job. Like right as soon as we graduate from high school, what's the first thing that everybody's asking? Are you gonna go to college? What are you gonna do with your life? No 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 no. And it's like, dude, I just graduated. Like, what do you expect from me? And so this is how I found the Lord. So after I graduated from, are you guys listening? I'm calling you out. <laughs> okay, so when I graduated high school, backing, sorry, backing up a little bit. So I danced my whole life. Like this was something I was so passionate about. <laughs> and I still am. I love dance. I've done it since I was a little girl. When I got to middle school, I joined a company of like tumbling and I just loved it. Like I, I was just so hungry to keep learning and hungry to like keep improving myself. And once I got to high school, I joined like a jazz and ballet. So I was getting a little more serious. I started doing like competitive dancing. And in this, I learned a lot. Like I learned a lot. I was highly like trained by really good teachers and I am super grateful for that. And all the competitions, I learned a lot. But at the same time, it was really hard because in like the dance scene and the competition scene and in just the scene in general, like we live in a very, like I would say like a cutthroat society. Like we need to be perfect. Like we have to get this right or like it's nothing. Like if I'm not doing, if I'm not perfect, if I'm not the best of the best, then my work is of nothing. Like, and so that's what happened to me. I got super, super, like, depressed in my high school, in my high school years, because I was so, like, I was so determined to be the best of my team, which isn't a bad thing in itself, doing your best. But when I'm focusing on, I have to be better than everyone else, or, like, I'm nothing, otherwise I value nothing, then that's a problem. And I would say that that doesn't just go for dancers or, like, like what do you call them? the sports people, like that's for <laughs> athletes, <laughs> athletes, that's like for everybody. This spirit of like comparison, this spirit of perfectionism is very unhealthy, but this is what I was, this is what I was falling into, and it was miserable, you guys, because I would wake up, and I, all I would be thinking about is like, dance, 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 how can I be perfect, how can I be better, like, it was like really consuming me from the inside out, and and this led into eating habits, really bad eating habits, not eating so that I would be skinnier, so that I'd be more fit. That led to like just a lot of anxiety because I was always worrying like, oh, if I don't do this, then that's it. Like my chances are up. So after I graduated, 
I, well, my senior year, I kind of started like reading the Bible because I wouldn't say that I grew up in the church, but my parents brought us every now and then. And I had this Bible and I started reading it just out of curiosity, honestly. I started reading the gospels and I didn't really know like, like it was honestly just out of pure curiosity. So I started reading the gospels, but I really didn't think of it as anything big or think that it was doing anything in my life at the moment. A year goes by, I graduate, and I had this huge plan. I was like, okay, like I'm gonna go move to Los Angeles. I'm gonna be famous. Like I'm gonna go work in Playground LA. This is like a really big dance studio in Los Angeles. And I had my whole plan set out, right? I signed up for college, even though my whole high school life, I was like, I'm not going to college. I signed up for an online college in California because I was gonna move there. But this was in the time of COVID, so I couldn't go. Chale, I couldn't go. And, but honestly, praise the Lord, because he closed that door even before I knew that, like, that he was gonna close it. Like, he closed it for a good reason, right? But I didn't know that at the time. So I was really upset, and I was like, all right, like, what do I do now? Like, honestly, I was very, very lost because I had all these voices like, like, what are you gonna do? Oh, like, just kind of like, a lot of disappointment from some people, but I was just listening to all these voices. I was listening to all these voices that were telling me things like, like, really, you're gonna go be a dancer? Like, really, you're gonna do that? Like, what are you doing? Like, so I was very, like, how do you say, like, disappointed in this moment in my life. And I was really depressed, too, because I literally, I felt like I had nothing, and really, I, I had nothing. I want to read a verse that describes exactly how I felt. Um, okay, I think it's Micah 6, 8. And I want you guys, a volunteer to read it. And I'm gonna give you the microphone. <laughs> What's your name? You? CJ? Okay, CJ, you're gonna read it. Micah 6, 8. Can we get it up here? I think this is, hold up. I think he's gonna, he's gonna put it up there. Cause... <laughs> All right, go for it. It's right there. Oh, lies, I'm so sorry, that's not it. Okay, it's 6, 14 through 15. Wait, what'd you say? 6, 14 through 15. Is it up there yet? <laughs> Hold on, I don't know where it's at in my Bible. Micah. Six. Yeah? Okay, there it is. Um, no, you can read it from up here if you want. It's a little bigger. And this isn't, this isn't it. It's that one. You shall eat but not be satisfied, and there shall be hunger within you. You shall put away but not preserve, and what you preserve I will give to, to the sword. You shall sow but not reap. You shall treat, treat olives but not anoint yourself with oil. You shall treat grapes but not drink wine. There you go. Good job. Sweet, more candy. Round of applause. Okay, good job. 
So that's how I felt. It was just like this cycle of like putting in work but not getting anything out of it. It was like this constant cycle of like over-exercising, over-exercising to be, to get the grind or to be fit. And it just wasn't it. Like it just was not it. I was not receiving any benefit, like, okay, physical, like benefit, yes. But also not even because I was overdoing it, you know. But my point is that that was not filling me. I still felt empty. Like after all of that, I still felt empty. So um, after this, I started going, no, no, no. Yeah, I started going to church with my sister, my younger sister. She always invited me. She's like, come on, Shay, like, let's go to church. And I was always like, oh, okay. So I always went with my little sister. She's only one year younger than me. But um, I was just being so touched by the Lord in like times of worship and stuff like that. And I didn't really know it or understand what was going on at the time. I just knew that something in me was like, oh, like I feel so refreshed. And so one night I remember, one night I remember I was in my room and I was like, like done. I was like, God, like if you're real, like I need you. Like I need you to come. I need you to tell me like who you are. Like if you're real, I need you. And in that moment in my room, the Lord met me. And so this is just, it's something crazy because like God met me in my room and I felt his presence and I still didn't understand what it was. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I feel so much peace and I feel full and I feel so full of joy. Like, what is this? I haven't had this in ages. And so my point with this is, is that you can call on the Lord and he's gonna meet you where you're at. That's just one amazing example of like his faithfulness. Like he says, if we call upon his name, like he's there and he was there for me. Um, yeah, so after this, I was like, I don't know what this is, but like, I need more. Like, I need more of this peace. I need more of this joy. So I started going to church with my sister more. Little by little, some people like kind of brought me in and just like, Kyla, you probably don't know her. She's graduated, but I wish. No, I'm just kidding. But my sister, no, not my sister. Look, you got me off track. No, I'm just kidding. But um, some people just kind of started bringing me under their wing and just like showing me like, just inviting me out to coffee and being really intentional with me. And that's like such a blessing that, yeah, like it was Rachel actually, Rachel Maverick. She really was a big part in this, of my walk with the Lord. She started telling me like, what do you like to do? Like, what do you want to do? Like, cause this is after I graduated and all that too. And I was like, I don't know. Like I've always wanted to travel at this point, at this point, I knew the Lord, and I was like, I want to share him. Like, I want to share him with everybody, right? And so my plan, <laughs> again, <laughs> making my own plans, it was funny. There's this thing called Workaway. It's like this kind of exchange program where you go and you work at a place, like a random place. People give you housing, and you just work. But, like, it's by yourself. Very dangerous. Don't, don't ever do that. <laughs> so that's what I was going to do. That was my plan. I told Rachel about it, and she said, bad idea. <laughs> I said, Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? And she's like, yeah. Have you ever heard about YWAM? So that's when I went and did YWAM. And I'll tell you guys a little more about that later. Um, let's see, let's see. Hmm. Okay. So I went to, I decided that I wanted to do like a DTS, which is like a disciple training, like a, mission school basically and I wanted to do it in Hawaii because that's the only place that I knew of and it was going to be in January of like the coming year right so I had all my plans I was like let's go 
like, let's go. And then little by little, like I felt the Lord like telling me to wait. And this was kind of like when I was like first starting to hear like the voice of the Lord, like I heard, I felt like wait, but I was like, I didn't listen a little by and like, it's January, it's only three more months, like, let's go. So I didn't listen a little by little. One morning I remember Tim was preaching and he was like, you know when the Lord's telling you to wait. And I was like, oh, this isn't for me. Like, this is for somebody else. Like, I hope somebody else is listening because this is for them, not for me. (laughs) And then, so there's another thing. And then little by little, I was listening to this sermon by David Wilkerson. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but you should definitely check him out. He's an old time preacher and he is fire. But anyways, straight fire. But I was listening to him and he said the same thing. He was like, you know when the Lord's telling you to wait. Like, you don't need confirmation. You know that you know that you know. And I was like, turned it off. And I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to go in January. One more month. So January comes. I don't have all my finances yet. Um, And I had to take a COVID test to get on the plane. So one night before, I have all my stuff packed. I took the COVID test. Guess what? Who wants to answer the question for a piece of candy? Yes, I'll give you all a piece after if I have enough. Okay, if I have enough. (laughs) Um, I'll remember. But yes, anyways, I got positive, tested positive for COVID. What a shame. But honestly, shame on me because I wasn't listening. But anyways, I learned. I learned a lot through that. So in these three months, more or less, it wasn't so terrible. But in these three months, I had the option to like either wait one month and go like in February or just wait a whole three months until the next one started. So I I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. Like I'm going to wait. So in these three months, God changed it. And he was like Mexico. So I went to Mexico, did my DTS. It was an amazing time. But in this time, I left dance. Like I stopped dancing. I left one of my passions because it was not one of my passions anymore. It was more like a something that I was using to like, um, what do you say? Like fill me, kind of like, kind of like a drug. I was using it to numb myself. I was using it because like as my refuge. So I had to leave it for a minute. But in that time when I was in my DTS, there was a group of dancers that came there and they did something like a little performance and they gave us classes. And in that time I was like, oh, like that's cool. But like, I'm not a dancer anymore. And God was like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's not, like, I don't do that anymore. But God was like, yes, you do. Like, this is what I've called you to. Like, you know that you love it. And I was like, you're right, God, I love dance. So then I started doing the classes with them. And it was like God re-sparked something in me. It was really cool. But it took, it took me, like, saying, like, here it is, God. Like, I'm letting this go to you for a season. Like, to show me, like, who I am without dance. And I think that's something that I really learned out of this was, like, Okay, going back to the American dream. A lot of times when I think of the American dream, like just like in a general sense, like we have good cars, we have nice houses, we have good jobs, but these are all things that we just look for, like to find refuge in or to fill us or to give us validation or to give us purpose. And God tells us that no, like we can't find our purpose in physical things. I can't, I'm not like, I'm not a dancer, like that's not who I am. I'm not, um, let me think, I'm not like a skater girl. I'm not the girl that wears like the green t-shirts and I'm so cool and like all these, what are they, like some stigmatisms. Like 
the weird girl that plays cards in the playground or like I'm just making stuff up right now but like these things don't define you you know the clothes that you wear don't define you the music you listen to doesn't define you the movies you watch don't define you the things that you like don't define who you are just because I like eating eggs that doesn't mean I'm an egg okay <laughs> um, so yeah the things that we like don't define who we are you want to know what defines us yeah. what Katie <laughs> more specifically his truth yes that thing that deadly weapon that Caitlin has in her hands we hold it up Caitlin amen that's dangerous y'all all right listen up listen up all right we're gonna jump to Hosea 4 6 do I have a volunteer that wants to read it on the mic your hand was up quick all right come here let's see if I can find it in my Bible this time read your Bibles y'all Hosea 4 6 here you go you can read it from here if you want I like this version so you can read it out of here it's this one the blue Okay, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. She told me to read it from the Bible. Get it, girl. It's okay, you got it. Okay. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Since you priests refuge to know me. I, reckon, I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will forget to bless you truly. Yeah. What do you want, girl? Jada. Jada. You get a candy. I get a pick, too? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's powerful. I'm going to read it one more time because it's so good. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Since you priests refuse to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Since you have forgotten the laws of your Lord, I will forget to bless your children. Can I get a, an amen or something? Amen. Yeah. A lot of the problems that we see today, I would say all of them, are because we lack knowing the Lord. Like if, like, I do things, no, that's a bad example, I'm not going to say that. Um, yeah, I think the verse really speaks for itself. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. And I would say that this is a huge responsibility for us to know the Lord. Like that's our purpose is to know the Lord. When we know him, we worship him because of who he is. Like because, because of his, like his greatness. When we know the Lord, it's so like there's no other option but to worship him and to praise him and to give him your life. There's like no other option. That's like our response. That's like the natural response, you know? And it's out of this place of knowing him. How do we know him? There's three things I'm looking for. How can, sorry, how can we like get to know him better? Who said the Bible? You? There you go. Prayer, okay. One more. We have the Bible, we have prayer. I heard worship over here, and that's what I'm looking for. 
Yes, so it's so beautiful because God's left us with this thing right here, his word, so that we can know him more. You want to know what else? This is a huge responsibility because he left us this, his word. And so when we choose not to know him, when we say, man, like, I don't want to know the Lord. Like, honestly, I'm sorry about that because he is amazing. And with this word, like, this is a responsibility because we have it so we can know him. And once we know him, we can share him with other people. This truth, this light, this beauty that he carries. So, so honestly, okay, what is our purpose? This is a big question, but like, I'm looking for one specific thing. Caitlin? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Okay, where was I in my testimony? Okay, okay. So after this, I was finished my DTS, and then I came back home. And then in that season, I was like, just starting to get back into dance again, you know, like training, and like going to class, and just doing it. And it was like having a good time, right? And I was like, I love missions too. Like, I love like seeing other cultures, and I love like sharing the love of God with everyone like around the world, it's sick. And so I was like, God, like, how am I going to use this in missions? Because I felt like that's what he was calling me to do. So I come across this school of dance, and that's actually what I just got done with. I was in Costa Rica for three months, just kind of like training, like take, listen to a lot of lectures. And then the other three months, we got an opportunity to go on outreach. We got an opportunity to go to this country called Nicaragua. Yes, it's very, a beautiful country, a lot of brokenness. I encourage you guys to go look them up, learn up about it, and pray for them. Um, but we got to share, like, our dances with them. We got to give them classes. We got to engage with the community and give them classes and be able to, like, disciple and love them through these classes, which is awesome. And then we also got the chance to go to Mexico, which was also awesome because I love Mexico. We got to go to this city called Guadalajara and share it's kind of like the los angeles of mexico but we got to share some of our dances with them as well and it was really cool just to see how like just like you guys seem like street performers right yes. like that was me <laughs> it was really cool except for we didn't put a hat out and get money <laughs> we just did our thing and then people got to see the lord move so that was sick um but one of the things that i so learned in this it was a question like that I'm gonna get, leave with you guys. Why do I do what I do? Don't ask yourself, why does Shay do what she does? Ask yourself, why do I do what I do? Okay? You guys have a little notepad or something? Like, write it down. You ain't got your phone, so you can't do that. Um, God really helped me answer this question. Well, I was there. Um, it was hard because I was still struggling with these, like, like these things of comparison and like perfectionism. But God really, like, I would say that he trained me. He trained me out of it. He trained me up and he really taught me um, like how to not think that way really. Like before I felt, the way that I could describe it is that I couldn't see, I couldn't see him in what I was doing. 
But now, like I can see him. And even when I do have these thoughts of comparison or like perfectionism, like saying, ah, oh, shucks, like why am I not as good at that as that girl? Oh, shucks, why am I not doing what she's doing? Like when I have these thoughts, I can be like, no, like get my eyes back on Jesus and be like, he's why I do what I do. And I just want to remind you guys that God is a God of excellence. God really, like I shared this before, like we live in Montana, one of the most beautiful places with our mountains and our rivers, and they're excellent. So like this is just one of the examples of God is a God not like, oh, okay, that's good enough. We're just going to leave it like that. Like God really loves excellence. So I've learned to carry that with me in my life, in my dancing, like training, that God is a God of excellence. All right. Mm. So some of the things that let's see where I'm at here. Yeah, like I said, um, this is this is something from His Word too. God always calls us as a chosen generation in his special possession. So no matter what, like, the culture is saying about us, like, we are his special possession. We're his chosen generation. Um, and we're made with purpose. Not to, like, grow up, graduate, get a job, go to, co- go to college, get a job that we hate, work to pay off our debt, and then die. Like... If you're not finding joy in that, and if that's not what the Lord's called you to do, then, like, um, I want you guys to go away just knowing that his voice is the only one that's important. Like, we grow, we're in a culture, like I said, with all this noise, all this social media, with all this noise and all these voices, and I just want to encourage you guys to put yourself in a position to really hear him, hear what he has to say about you, because he has a lot to say about you guys. Um... Let's see. Okay, I want, can we get Luke 21, 34 up here? And then can I get one volunteer to read it? <laughs> Luke 21, 34. Ay, ay, ay. Here, I'll get it here for you. Twenty-one thirty-four. Okay, here we are. Actually, can you read thirty-four through thirty-four? Yeah, just this whole part right here. Yeah. Okay. Watch out! <coughs> Don't let your hearts be dulled. By carousing and drunkenness, and by the worries of this life, don't let that day catch you unaware like a trap, for that day will come upon every living, upon everyone living on the earth. Keep alert at all times and pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Thank you. Here, now you can pick a candy. All right, cool. So, do you hear what it says there? It says, watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by cursing and drunkenness. And maybe you guys aren't out, like, getting drunk and, like, woo party up. But maybe, like, we're numbing ourselves with things that 
the world has to offer us. Like, I used to numb myself with, with weed. I was a little stoner in high school. I used to smoke every day. I was using that as my, as my refuge. I was using dance as my refuge in a negative way. Um, so just like, what are we using? Like, maybe it's our social media. Maybe it's whatever, you know? So I just think that this is a warning. So take this as a warning. It says, watch out. Don't let our, your hearts be dulled. And I feel like God really just calls us to be sensitive. Be sensitive to him. Be sensitive to his spirit. Be sensitive to what he's saying. Okay? Where was I? All right. So I'm going to leave you guys with this. No, actually. Okay, one more. We got Hosea 6, 6 through 7. Hosea 6, 6 through 7. <laughs> you got it, girl. Here's the mic. What am I reading? Sorry, let me find it. Six, six through seven. Say it six, six through seven. Here we are. Okay, it starts here and then just turn the page in. Boom. With the pink. And then if you turn the page in, it finishes there. Yeah? Get it, girl. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I thought there was more. Wait, hold on. Let's see. I didn't know. No, that was good. I just want to see if I want you to finish or finish reading it or not. Yeah, you know what? Do you want to read all of this? Sure. Okay, get it, girl. Nice and strong. But like Adam, you broke my covenant and betrayed my trust. Uh, Gilead? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Gilead. Gilead is a city of sinners, tracked with footprints of blood. Priests from bands of robbers, waiting in ambush for their victims. They murder travelers along the road to... How do you say that? Shechem. Shechem. <laughs> and practice every kind of sin. Yes, I have seen something horrible in... Ephraim in Israel. Ephraim. Yes, I have seen. Look, my people are defiled and prostituting themselves with other gods. O Judah of harvest. O Judah, a harvest of punishment is also waiting for you, though I wanted to restore the fortunes of my people. Amen. Thank you, girl. All right, all right, all right. So, yeah, the thing that I really wanted you guys to see was when he says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. So, like, really what the Lord after, is after is our heart. But our hearts can be crooked, you know? And so this, this calls for repentance. Boom. Repentance. We have to repent. We have to realize that we're actually sinners. We have to realize that we're not perfect. Oh, no, we're not perfect. All of us sin, Okay. And God knows that, but I want to read, okay, birthday girl, come on. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Here. Okay, we got, we're going back to Micah, Micah 18. I don't think it's out. It's on, it's on. Micah's so small that I can never find it. Guys, I feel like Bella Hadid. 
Okay, ready? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, this old lady said I could 18. be a mile today. And I was like, oh. Micah 618. That's not even a verse. Hold on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, you're supposed to. Um, I think so. Yeah, 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 6-8. Thank you, girl. Okay, we got Micah 6-8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. It's in the green. You got it. No. Oh, people. Strong, strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to have, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your god thank you amen <laughs> yeah girl get it get it birthday girl okay what does it say it says to walk humbly with your god so that calls us to have humble hearts that calls us to say god yes we actually need you that's what i did in my room when i said god i actually need you if you're real i need you and he came so i just want to let you guys know that god's faithful and he hears your humble hearts so um, I think that's honestly, no, just kidding. That's not all I have for you guys. Because, like I said, as I was praying, and I really just got that word, like generation of world changers. Do you guys want to be a generation of world changers? Yes. Amen, because you are. The other thing? All right, I have one more. You want to know why I'm reading so many Bible verses? Because I love the Bible, because I love seeing you guys read the Word of God, and because it's the truth. Thank you, Katie. Okay, we got one more. We got 2 Corinthians 5, 11 through 12. Okay, come on. No, I'm sorry. You already read. I want to give someone else a chance to. I'm sorry. Charlie, go for it. What? First, no, 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 2 Corinthians 5, 11 through 21. <laughs> All right, you ready, Char? Here we go. There you go. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. 11 through 21. Ooh, this is a long one. Are you ready? I want... <laughs> okay. You guys are God's ambassadors. Are you ready to hear this? Charlie's going to read it for us nice and strong. You can read out of here if you want. There's a lot. It's tiny, right? Tiny okay. Okay. That's okay. Ready? Therefore, knowing the, the fear of the Lord, we... What is that word? Persuade. Persuade others, but what are, we are in it is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. conscience. Sorry, there's a lot. Yeah. We are not commending ourselves. What is that word? Commending ourselves. Commending ourselves. Yeah. No, not ourselves. Oh, commending. Yeah. Okay. To to you again about giving you cause the boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about 
outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) You got it, girl. For if we beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. (laughs) You got it, girl. (laughs) Okay. For the love of Christ and controls us because we haven't concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all of all have died. Okay, and he died for all that those who who live might no longer live for themselves, but for who wait for him. Who <laughs> okay, for who their sake died. It was is that, oh, I thought that's a snake. And snake died, was raised. Mm-hmm. Okay, for now, therefore, we regard it no one according to the flesh. Listen. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the fl- flesh, we re- regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone in, is in Christ... He is a new creation. Amen. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Amen. There's one more. You got it. <laughs> All this is, is from who the, through Christ reconciled, canceled, I don't know, us himself and gave us ministry to reconciliation. Uh-huh. That is. If the Christ... Christ God was re- reconciling, 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 <laughs> reconciling. Himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. <laughs> Therefore, we are ambassadors, ambassadors for Christ, and God making his appeal through us. We implore, implore. Mm-hmm. what? I got that correct. You, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled, I can't say that word, to God. It's the last one, girl. <sighs> okay. For our sake, he made him, wait, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. What? That doesn't, that sentence don't make no sense. Yeah. God made Jesus. But that, so, what? So that in him we might come the the righteousness righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. Good job. Okay, you get a couple pieces of candy. What is it? Take whatever one. Oh shoot! Oh, Cow tells him worth it. You can't have that. I'm sorry, huh? Okay. I'll get you something else. Okay. Good job, Charlie. Okay, one more round of applause for her. That was good. That was really good. Woo! Okay, guys. What was the, the thing that stands out to me about that is ambassadors. That's the other word that God gave me for you guys. You guys are ambassadors. Ambassadors of what? Ambassadors of Christ's love. Ambassadors of truth. And these are two powerful things that could change the world. These, are, these can change your guys' schools. These can change these broken relationships in your families. These can change these broken friendships in your classes. I don't know. Whatever. I know, I know that it's hard to be a kid in this generation. And I'm saying for you guys, remember those statistics that I gave you at the beginning? Those were high numbers. 
high numbers of depression, high numbers of suicide, high numbers of anxiety, and you guys have all the answers right here to change those things. You guys have the opportunities to be light in these dark places that you guys are living in, okay? And so, after everything that I said, I know I said a lot, I know I've been kind of all over the place, but I want you guys to get, I want you guys to leave knowing that you guys are world changers, that you guys have all the answers right here in the word of God, that you guys are all a chosen generation, that you guys are his special possession. No matter what anybody else says, that is the truth. That is what the word of God says, and that is what you guys are. Okay? So, I think that's all I got for you guys. So, yeah, I'm going to just pray for you guys, and then whatever you guys want to do. Small groups. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's what she said? I'm going to pray. All right, Jesus, I just thank you so much, God, for your chosen generation. God, I thank you for your generation of world changers, world shakers. God, I thank you that, God, that you would just put this passion and this desire in our hearts, God, to know you more, God, to know, to know truth. God, I thank you that you would just let us really question. God, we would just ask, like, what is the truth? With all these voices, God, that we would really just question this and find out for ourselves. Lord, I thank you that... God, that you're, you're a God that just so graciously gives. So I thank you, God, that we would just be able to reach out to you, God, that we would just call on your name, God, that you would just give us, um, yeah, God, just a greater understanding of your love. I pray for, for protection, God, over each and every one of, these, one of these guys, God, as they go back home, as they go to school. Lord, I thank you that you've anointed every single one of them, God, that you've sealed them with your love, God, that you've put something unique in each and every one of them, God, to go out and change the world. So, yeah, I just leave them in your hands tonight, God, and we just ask that you would come in the small groups, God, that you would continue speaking to us, and, yeah, in Jesus' name, amen.